Our focus must be riveted on the Savior and His gospel. It is mentally rigorous to strive to look unto Him in every thought. But when we do, our doubts and fears flee. When we draw His power into our lives, both He and we will rejoice. And welcome to another episode of the Doubt Not Fear Not podcast. My name is Sequoia and um, lucky for me tonight I'm joined by a special guest. Kobe Kalaha, can you introduce yourself please? Yes, my name is Kobe Kalaha. I am from Kaikohe First Ward in the Kaikohe New Zealand state and I'm truly honoured and grateful for this opportunity for me to be a part of this podcast today. Thank you. Same, I'm super excited for us. Just a little bit about myself as well. I am in the same state as Kobe. I'm in Kaikoui's second ward. I feel like tonight's episode is going to be pretty interesting because the topic is on our transitioning from youth to YSA. We'll share some experiences and some highlights. I don't think there's any lowlights. I'm excited to do it with Kobe because we've just... I feel like we've had a year or two in YSA and we're still learning and this topic is pretty interesting because I get to love back two years ago. It was pretty hard for me to think of some experiences, but we'll get straight into it. Kobe, when did you move into YSA? I moved into YSA in March when I turned 18. This is when I fully transitioned to doing their classes and stuff like that, even before in January and February, I felt like I was still a part of YSA just because I felt invited to all of the events. And for me, it was really inspiring to be a part of a group that's our age. You can vibe off each other, yeah. like going, attending institutes, stuff like that. And yeah, it was really good for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's one thing I found as well. So I moved into YSA in, at the end of 2021. And one thing I found that made my transition from youth to YSA easier was I actually got to know the YSA beforehand. And because mm. I'm a counsellor in primary and we have meetings on how we can transition our primary children from primary to youth. And one thing that we do is to send them to youth classes way before they actually transition. And so that was that's what I did. I was able to interact with the YSA before I actually transitioned. They used to have quite a few family home evenings. And I was able to go to those for a bit. And at first it was pretty nerve-wracking, I guess, because yeah, all these older people that I don't really... I didn't know how to vibe with them. Did you struggle getting to know YSA for a bit? To be honest, no, because I had my siblings and I felt like through them I was able to meet the other ones that was a part of YSA and be privileged enough to attend mission prep too. So that's what that's how I became more closer to the YSA is through mission prep last year. Yeah. I think it was the first few mission prep classes we had. We had heaps, actually, eh? Yeah, I saw some of you and then my friend Violet as well. And then all these other faces that I wasn't familiar with. Yeah. But it was through this class I was able to have a, a 
closer relationship with them. So it was really cool. <laughs> yeah, it was. Then, yeah. Like you said, the prospective missionaries, those that were new and preparing to go on a mission. Mm. We had quite a few return missionaries, YSA yeah. age, and even proselyting missionaries who were serving in our stake at the time. And I just remember having me and as lessons and everyone, we almost <laughs> covered the tables, eh? Like there yeah. was so much in the classroom. Yeah, and especially the lessons of object lessons, and we had to try and teach it to strangers, like we were having role plays. Yeah, role plays. oh yeah, role plays. And oh, <laughs> mate, it was challenging, but I'm glad that we all experienced that of like how missionaries be like every day, like get out their comfort zone. I learned from those role plays to be more prepared, but also have an open mind of what's to come. How many siblings do you have that are in the YSA program? So currently, oh, I've got a count now. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Five siblings. You mentioned before you had their influence as a way to help you transition into YSA. How had they influenced you? Aside from bringing you along to the activities, was it just nice mm. to have family and there to make you feel a bit more comfortable in the YSA program. Yeah. I like them just telling me these are things that YSA do and one day you'll be able to do that. And now that they've come, I felt more at home once I transitioned into into YSA. I had a few influences from youth that wasn't ready for me to get out of youth, but it is what it is. <laughs> you fellas are now the examples for our youth, mm-hmm. but we are upgrading to YSA. Mm. The oh, struggle actually for me while I was moving up into the YSA program was, so I had my two older siblings, they were both out on the mission and the reason I asked why, you, if you found it easier to have your siblings was with I was because I never had mine, and mm. it not to brag or boast, but I feel like it takes a lot of courage for one that doesn't have a circle of influence to move into another program, just to move into a new space in general. Yeah. I feel like having siblings or having a really close, tight circle of friends that can help you transition as well from youth to YSA will really make the transition a lot easier easier yeah yeah Yeah. if there was nothing there to help us we'll be blinded Mm. about some things that YSA does you know yeah yeah it makes them more nervous to do stuff or maybe expect the unexpected how do you like walking into I don't know activities or into a classroom with Mm. people how many years older than you Oh, hello guys. Hello, I'll just stay here. Yeah, hello. I'm a bit shy. <laughs> yeah. Having influences makes the job easier for us to be comfortable around those type of, or like newly grouped people. I have the scripture. I opened up the scripture and I remember this helped me. I think I was six months into the program. My sister had just gotten home from her mission and... I remember I was struggling with being in the YSA program and I just happened to have my scriptures on me one night and I started flicking through the scriptures and I opened up to the book of Alma and in chapter 57 verses 27 it says, Now this was the faith of these of whom I have spoken 
They are young and their minds are firm and they do put their trust in God continually. And when I read that, I was like, oh my goodness, they are young. Oh, they were probably struggling with something that I'm struggling with right now. And when I read the scriptures, I usually, the verses that stick out to me the most, I feel like they are verses that help me become or to help me develop an attribute or quality and so in this Mm. verse how it says they are young and their minds are firm and they do put their trust in God continually it allowed me to first have the confidence or the courage and the strength to work towards putting my trust in God a lot more trusting that I'll be all right in this new program with new people and new faces and that I can develop a firm mind have you had any experiences like that or with the scriptures? Yeah, I had heaps of experiences, but more that comes home to me was the young men's thing. For me, challenging myself to learn it, to recite it. Once I mastered the recitement, I actually understood more in depth what it spoke about. And I felt like the young men's theme helped me realise us as priesthood holders, we are part of a great work. And our duty is to bring lost souls unto Christ and have them be saved from anything that's blocking their way to receive mm-hmm. eternal life. This young men's theme resonated to me because it made me more keen to grow, have a different perspective. It takes the focus off yourself, eh? And yeah, actually it puts does. It into perspective, like what you said, actually focusing on bringing others that was how I became more spiritually uplifted is through the young men's theme. Thanks for sharing yeah. what you were saying to minister to others, how we mentioned taking mm. the focus off you last night for Come Follow Me. We had the elders over and my little sister, she was teaching the lesson and mm. we are talking about the parable of the man that prepared the supper. Wait, my life, whole lifetime. I've never come across this parable. <laughs> but anyway, this is talking about a man, a servant of a Lord. He prepares a feast and he invites three or four men to come. And these men, they make up excuses. One man, his excuse was, oh, it was actually funny. I'm not sure if we can laugh at the scriptures, but it was pretty funny. One man, he said, <laughs> I have bought five yoke of oxen. I go to prove them. I pray thee have me excused. And then another one, he said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. I was like, how does that stop you from going to a dinner? But anyway, going off topic just oh. a bit. But from that parable, we were elaborating with the missionaries on excuses that we make, especially in the gospel. And I was thinking oh. of excuses that I've made being in the YSA program that have helped me back from progressing in the YSA. And my mum gave a scenario of youth going to a youth activity and how the leaders have prepared an activity for these youth that put in so much effort. And sometimes the youth come up with an excuse like, oh, no, actually, I I don't know. I don't know much young women. I don't want to go because I just feel uncomfortable sometimes. 
all oh, oh my friends not gonna be there. Oh and then I'm not gonna yeah, be there. Yeah. Oh my I, days, that was going, my excuse. <laughs> are you going to um you tonight if you're not then I won't. Oh you Yeah, yeah, exactly. Me. Yeah, that was the most commonest most used excuse for me. <laughs> I definitely know what you're saying there. And we're going on, we're sharing examples of excuses that we've used in the past. And then mum mentioned, she said, sometimes going to a youth activity, even if we don't want to, may benefit someone else that may go. Having our influence, just being there for someone else makes yeah. a whole difference. And she said it takes the focus off you because you're, whether you know it or not, you could be helping someone. And when you mentioned that the young men's theme helped you in your transition of going from youth to YSA and mm. how you mentioned to minister and to others, that's probably like the most simplest yet. It's just simple and powerful. You know what you got to do. Yeah. But sometimes we need to be reminded of why you're doing this. Maybe try not overthink it but also having like, an open actually, mind probably the spirit will lead us Harder, to find it since you brought up the spirit how have you drawn closer to the spirit or to jesus christ whilst being in ysa what has really what of the question. ysa program has contributed to your spiritual growth and your testimony of jesus christ I'm going to say, literally, Institute. Institute classes, oh man, Institute classes is a seminary, but more. More in-depth? Like, more than, yeah, more in-depth and more doctrine that's been taught in one lesson. It made me think about more scriptures and also uh, how to officiate with a church doctrine that you may not understand yet. Mm. And through Institute, I've come to love it, as well as understand church doctrine that I used to misunderstand and put it into a clearer view for myself and through the Spirit and through the power of prayer, I was able to understand and change some things, shape some things that makes me more better each and every day. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Too. I think oh. for me, I'm actually glad you brought up Institute because my <laughs> mum teaches yeah. Institute and sometimes she gets three lessons and puts them in one. And so mm. for me, I feel like I have a small attention span. It's hard for me to <laughs> yeah. stick or to catch up from one lesson and then move on to the next. But Institute has really helped me as a YSA, as a young single adult and a prospective missionary as as such as you, Kobe. It's helped mm. me be consistent in my testimony and helped Absolutely. me nurture it in a more mm. in-depth setting. Do you th- have you felt that? Yeah, yeah. Strengthened my testimony and our Saviour Jesus Christ, but also told me how to grow in the gospel, which made me... Better person than yesterday? Right. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Is there any experiences that you've... For me, so I started going to Institute maybe October last year. It was happening, but 
Again, I wasn't going because like just that's a new space. But for maybe for the first three months, Mum she taught awesome lessons, and there was always good feedback and input from the other YSA. But for me,、mm. I felt small in the class because I felt like my opinion, if I shared something, it it would either be the、I、wrong answer or everyone、yeah. else around me they know more, so I'm just gonna. Be quiet and not just, say anything. You know, <laughs> be the listener. Yeah, but I think after going a few months and seeing that I wasn't getting anything out of it, I realised it's because I wasn't putting anything into it. Have you heard、yeah. that principle, that truth, whatever you get out of what you put in? Yeah. And so, my mum she created this group chat for the institute class, and man, they're always messaging back and forth. And I found it hard. And mum she would put in readings in these group chats. But I didn't start reading and put actually putting in an effort until a few months later, and I found when I did the readings, I actually understood more and everything clicked in class, and I was able、yeah. to put in more feedback in the class or answer questions, give my opinion, and have that confidence that everyone is there. We're all equal, but、yeah. we're on different levels of learning, and there's always、yeah. there's no shame in embracing that we're still learning and. Everyone、mm. else, we can learn something off of them. So I guess back to the principle that I learned: what you get out of is what you put in. That could yeah, we could yeah, apply yeah. that to being a YSA. What you put in the YSA program and the effort that you put in getting to know the YSA, and I guess have that ball roll for you in the YSA program. You'll get a lot out、yeah. of. Do you think? Yeah. What do you think? I felt like that should be a motto. For- Personally, for the YSA, but also for yourself, what you put in there is what you get out. If I was talking to myself at the time before I turned eighteen, I think one thing I'd share would be not to be afraid. It was that FSY, the outzone. Don't be afraid to be in new spaces and meet、yeah. new people and to do new things because that fear can hold you back from spiritually progressing in the YSA program. For me, the outzone is. Being outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. So being uncomfortable, but、yeah. like also learning for yourself or experiencing new stuff that you haven't done before, but probably will be a good lesson for you. It reminds me of the general conference talk. I think it was from this year. One of the apostles was talking about being a disciple of Jesus Christ, and、mm. he mentioned discipleship is uncomfortable. I feel like we could relate that to the YSA program. Being a YSA can be uncomfortable, but it's always、yeah. being in the uncomfortable zone or the out zone always develops progression and yes, and, and results in、like, like just good outcomes. Yeah. Eh? Yeah, it can be good for the future with trying to teach anybody else that's probably going through the same thing that that you went through. Yeah. And- You can tell them that、um, what you did, or maybe inspire them to do what you did, or maybe even helping them with resources of what helped you,、mm. such as maybe family or scriptures or missionary. We have heaps of resources that can help us inspire those ones that are struggling. But it's okay. It's really okay for you to be nervous transitioning from youth. To YSA, it's expected to be honest, but it's through your confidence, but also through your personal self. If you 
keep that fear. It's gonna like, keep you, put you hold down. you back. Yeah, hold you back. But if you find ways to get around or even push through, that's probably gonna be a life lesson for you to help others. Like what I said before, inspire them. Thanks for sharing. I like that. While you're talking about fearing and how fear being being in the YSA program or transitioning from youth to YSA, fear can hold us back. Have you had any experiences in which fear of being in the YSA program almost overtook you or overcame you? Yeah, I had those experiences. I guess for me, it was my first institute night. (laughs) (laughs) So I was on a Tuesday and I just finished work. Usually my work shifts are on the afternoon shifts on the Tuesday and that's when instituters this day I was doing the morning shift and I was finished about four o'clock and so I was still going on my afternoon and then my friend on Instagram she's like oh are you going to institute tonight I was like oh what do you mean I'm probably too young (laughs) probably not even good for that I don't know enough but then I would make up excuses of oh nah that's too good for me or stuff like that but then <laughs> I was like, oh, nah, I'll go to youth because our youth is on Tuesdays and stuff like that. And then when I got to youth, I was like, oh, I might as well, you know, just see what it is and stuff like that. Because like, I'm not the type of person to like, see what it is and if I like it or not. Um, then nah. Then nah, yeah. <laughs> if I like it, I'll go back. And then if I don't like it, nah, yeah, just don't go back. Oh, mate, it was a life changer for me. I got in there and literally I was scared of my life. I was like, oh, my days, I'm in here. <laughs> and then I remember your mum's like, oh, come in. I was like, oh, nah. And all the eyes were on me because we were late too. A big no-no. Like, you must be on time. But I was late. And all the other students in the institute, they all looked at me. And I'm just going in there, sitting down and, okay. (laughs) And that's what made me like, yeah, I'm like, oops, awkward. And then I was like, oh, bro. She's like, oh, good to see you in here, boy. And I loved how she was just more welcoming. That's what I love about your mum is she's really welcoming. And ever since then, that class ended I loved it. I was like, oh my days, this is like seminary in a week. <laughs> in a week's lesson, put in one lesson that night. I was like, whoa, and shocked. And I was like, oh, I must come often. But then my shifts don't, don't change. The shifts so. don't allow that to come often. <laughs> yeah, so once I had the privilege or the opportunity for me to go to institute, I must go. Yeah. Eww, I like that. I feel like a closer relationship to like institute. Hard. It's really good. Hard. But like what you said before, when you started, you were looking at the others and say oh my opinion probably doesn't count Mm. and then that's what I felt too I was oh I'm just more of a listener right now Mm. just to see how I can answer different types of questions but yeah it's still a challenge but once I get out of my comfort zone (laughs) I will be able to answer more frequently and as well as influencing others or inspire others of my whakaro yep and so, yeah how do we oh yeah. i like what you said about trying something new have yeah. a look see if you like it if you don't well, then that yeah. oh <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i like what you said fear really can hold you back and even in the classes because i've had so many instances 
where I've just shown my, I've had moments and what a question is shared, I share an answer and my mum's like, yeah, okay. yeah, and you know it's like, oh. It's like, shame. <laughs> and then one of the other ones say they, they share an answer and it's the correct answer. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So my mum was on a whole other different waka, but yeah. actually it's, it's embarrassing. But I realised oh, that man. fear of rejection can really hold you back or fear of being wrong. Don't you think? Exactly. Yeah, and that's along the lines where they answer it for you and you felt like impressed to say it, but you didn't. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> my. I'm like, oh, that's what I was thinking. I was hesitating to say it because I felt I was going to say it wrong. Okay, I was <laughs> thinking of it, but I should have said that. <laughs> Please. <sighs> Our whole story of Institute, in a nutshell, <laughs> with all the experiences and with all the lessons that we've learned from going to Institute as well, I say, Going to institute is, not only is it necessary, but it's vital for our spiritual progression. It's vital for, yeah. as still, we're still so young, institute has really progressed both of us in developing our testimonies. Yeah. Institute, oh, if you're still having excuses, get those excuses out. Hi. Like, just go. <laughs> Don't be like me. Don't be late. <laughs> Uh, if you be late, you'll get all the eyes as, oh. <laughs> but then come with a book and pen mm. because I promise you, if you come with that and write, take notes of what, or impressions or what you've learned, that can help you to resignate those teaching in your mind because once you write it out, it's going to stay in your mind as a memory because mm. you have proof that you wrote that or this is what you felt. And yeah. Go to institute if you have any questions. Your teacher's there to help you answer those. Yeah. Along the lines of bringing those things to institute, what would you advise newly YSA or youth that are transitioning to YSA, what would you advise them to bring? A Christ-like attitude, but also an open mind of, like, probably the main principle. Except For example, faith and prayer, but... If you're still struggling to learn or even listen, just come and just enjoy each other's company or bring a friend if you have the need to because through that you're comfortable and you have a person that supports you but also gain a relationship with your teacher too because once you have that good relationship with your teacher then everything's all right. Basically you're just trusting her to be a good teacher. Hard. Yes. I think one thing I'd say for the newly YSA to prepare themselves for that transition or if they've already transitioned is firstly, it's pretty hard. It's more easier said than done, but just have confidence and don't be afraid. I feel like just practicing being in uncomfortable situations or in uncomfortable places will help you ease into anything, if that makes yeah. sense discipleship is uncomfortable being a follower of jesus christ is uncomfortable and God, being a ysa will be uncomfortable but the mm. end result and the outcomes of being in ysa program has always been beneficial and it's always been fruitful yeah. for me if that's if it puts that into a more better perspective yeah there's a lot that someone can take away from the ysa program even just being in the program Absolutely. for one year or a few months or two years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love what she's like how you said have the confidence and be being a in a uncomfortable space. 
feel they like being uncomfortable. That's all right. But once you put yourself in a position where you're too comfortable, there's no progress. You're not moving anywhere. Yeah, you're just digging yourself into a bit deeper hole. But once that doesn't feel good to you, that's different. Yeah. Um, You're gaining confidence in yourself to be more stronger for the next uncomfortable things because once you're uncomfortable, there's going to be more things that's going to hit your way and probably put you down. But we probably need to go into an uncomfortable space for us to you know, spread our wings, yep. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and so be a stronger person. Thanks for sharing that. I feel like maybe I guess we can come to the end of it. But my last mm. question for you or for both of us to answer would be, how has your your view of yourself changed whilst being in the YSA program? I feel like more on the good side. Not that there's a bad side to yeah, seeing yeah. ourselves differently, exactly. but how have you yeah. seen yourself differently since being in the YSA program and having your testimony develop a bit more? And like you mentioned earlier in the episode, moving to Jesus Christ, how has your identity changed through oh i have heaps of things that i want to speak but to like maybe inspire users to it's go to institute what made me for my testimony more in depth we really have um, to attribute because... most of our experiences to institute a yeah exactly <laughs> because i felt oh for me institute is everything it's like a main class that you must listen into. It's not a class where you have to graduate from it. It's a class where it can help you for future events. But uh, it's through Institute that made me feel more at home, be more comfortable, but also saying yes to going by, say, family home evenings, or it can branch out to doing temple trips. If we have that strong connection, we will have our YSA experience stuff that's probably out of our league. Wow, <laughs> I feel like, for me, over time I've been able to change the way I see myself, mostly because of Institute, but because I've been in the YSA program, it's really helped me change the way I see myself. Reason being... Mm. When I was 17, 16, I just had this mindset that once you become a YSA, you've got to make YSA decisions, got to be an adult, and you have to really be onto it. You have to be a really onto a disciple of Jesus Christ. You can't make any mistakes. It was a really unhealthy yeah, mindset. Yeah. But being in the YSA has helped me understand that we can't hide away from our natural desires and our natural qualities as humans. We have flaws, but there's no shame in embracing those flaws and making mistakes because making mistakes and learning from them can help us grow and so the YSA program has helped me understand that like what I said before mistakes are good but as long as you're trying to grow and as long as you're trying to learn from them you'll be all right that doesn't change the way that Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ see you and yeah exactly I feel like one thing I've noticed the most youth our age or even younger is self-esteem and the confidence they have in themselves. Being in the YSA mm. program has helped me not only develop that confidence for myself, but develop the confidence that it's okay to fail and it's okay to make mistakes. We only, we're only still young, eh? We have a lifetime yeah, to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all right, but 
make sure it doesn't become a habit redoing those things make sure you make yourself a plan to get out (laughs) to get out of those kind of mistakes I feel like we could all attribute our YSA experiences and lessons to our saviour Jesus Christ and how having him as the example of how we should be as people on this earth really Mm. outlines who we can become and that is through him we can gain eternal salvation, eternal life and eternal happiness and that's through our saviour Jesus Christ. Is there anything else you want to share with those that might be listening and those who might have, I don't know, changed their minds of wanting to get away, say? Hopefully, yeah. no. Nah, just what me and Sister Sequoia just said, it's up to you to decide whether or not you take our counsel, but just expect yourself to be uncomfortable and then for them to go into YSA and be all good with it. So that's what made me forget about those other things that just it weren't in the picture of me transitioning into or being me being a YSA. Like, put those away and stuff like that. I feel me being a YSA now has, through the resources of Institute, Mission Prep, um, yeah. friends, well, also preparing for a mission helped me realize that I'm coming improved person each and every day and that. Once you have a plan or a set plan of what you want, you and your Heavenly Father want, not what others want, what you want for yourself to grow and the gospel. So, yeah, that's what made me shape myself to today's (laughs) IC. Yeah, confidence makes a big difference in our journey. Yeah, and obedience. Oh, obedience. (gasps) Just before, I guess, we close what you shared about making yourself, setting a plan for yourself putting in the work it reminds me of elder brad wilcox his talk titled his gracious sufficient and he defined heavenly father's grace as doing our best and he'll do the rest if we just like you mentioned if we put in the work put in our effort and trying to get the most out of the ysa program even if we've just moved into it the lord will see our efforts and he will make up for it heavenly father will make up for it and we'll make sure that we have the best possible experience we can have in the YSO program. I want to thank you, Kobe, for accepting my invitation, for jumping on with me and having this discussion. I really appreciate hearing your experiences and we've been able to hear your testimony. And for Mm. those that are listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you in the next. Bye. Yes, sir. Bye. Kakite. Doubt Not, Fear Not podcast series has been produced out of the Auckland Institute building with contributions from young adults across New Zealand. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend to direct others to this podcast or listen to other episodes in this series or to enroll in the Institute class associated with the podcast. See our website at doubtnotfearnot.podbean.com. This recording is not an official publication of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The views expressed are those of the participants and are neither the official doctrine nor the official teachings of the church.